0: Man, it uh, looks like uh, we're going live again here. Uh, Randy is not with me today. He's uh, actually out uh, touring, uh, what is it, Chicago uh, with his daughter. It's her birthday, so uh, our uh, agenda day is uh, just a little bit different. And uh, again, we missed uh, our, our regular scheduled programming of the WWC uh, hybrid uh, series over on Friday. Uh, just those of you who don't know, my uh, kid has tonsils out. He's okay. Uh, that was uh, not fun but you know he's good. So uh, we're back and uh, this week just so everybody knows uh, we needed to get all that data done on the X360. So we got all the measurements done. It just seemed like a good time to get that video re- released and I just finished shooting it this morning. And so today uh, I thought maybe we would go over a little bit of what we learned about the uh, uh, AE360X from Kessel. Answer any questions you guys might have uh, prior to the release of, uh, I think it's going to be like 30 minutes uh, at least, on just the AE360X. I mean, you wouldn't believe this little light has 30 minutes to talk about it. I mean, even as I say, man, I, I can't imagine how I could ramble on about for 30 minutes. But But I'm going to try to do that even more today. Uh, So, uh, well, I will, uh, you know, just remind everybody, you know, we're letting everybody ramble in. We already got about 130 people, but, uh, you know, just remind everybody what the uh, A360X is supposed to do. uh, And then you can go ahead and answer any questions you might have. So, you know, at first, uh, inkling, man, it just kind of looks like it's a little lower profile than your typical Kessel Light. Uh, and uh, but it's supposed to for 50 bucks extra uh, sounds like they're gonna try to keep the old one alive which boggles the mind to me but uh, what it's supposed to do is uh, give you a wider spectrum offering with more color options it's supposed to give you a uh, wider angle lens with uh, increased distribution it's supposed to give you better control options 25 percent more light output Uh, It's going to have lower dimming options for moon lights, smarter communication between the lights and in a much smaller form factor, and for 50 bucks. So, uh, you know, I don't know, man. I mean, I heard a lot of people kind of excited, not excited, you know, different things about the 360X at at that point. Uh, To me, man, if you hit all of those things, uh, that's a pretty big home run. So I think we'll just kind of go over them a little bit. And so I'm going to keep an eye out for any specific questions, but I think I'll just kind of hit on each one of these bullet points and whether or not I think they actually hit it. Uh, And so uh, first question here from uh, Christopher, any plans by Kessel to make the light Neptune Apex ready? And so to my knowledge, uh, Terrence had uh, you know, pestered them about it initially, no, but uh, it sounds like after they have that little dongle available that you'll probably be able to connect to it using the uh, IoT or Internet of Things uh, protocol. So uh, hopefully it will actually hook up to your Apex in the future. All right. All right. So for the first thing, man, here is uh, will you get a wider spectrum uh, offer with more color options? And, you know, one of the questions that uh, was asked for us is, you know, is this chip in here just the AP700 chip in there? And, you know, at first glance, it kind of looks like it might be. And I, I haven't actually asked them yet, but I can tell you I use a spectrometer. And uh, unless they changed the AP700 on I me mean, recently, it is absolutely a different chip than the AP700. And I'll tell you this, uh, the way that the Kessel graph used to look like is a, uh, like a little peak in the violet range, and then a dip, and then a really kind of narrow, uh, you know, blue range. And now, the spectrum offering with the Kessel is a super, super, super wide band from violet all the way to light blue. I would call it maybe the widest, smoothest uh, uh, spectrum band of maybe any of the lights that I've tested, with maybe the exception of the the Orphic. The Orphic tends to be a little bit wider. Uh, but Orphix is a little easier for them to do that, just the sheer volume of LEDs they have in that big grid. Uh, yeah, so retro reefs here. AP700 cluster versus 360X cluster. Uh, you'll see in the video, no question. Uh, for sure, anybody who sees it would prefer to have the cluster that's in this uh, A360X, uh, no question at all. It, it visually looks better. It is, uh, you know, measurably with the spectrometer much wider and like unmistakably so, wider than most of the other things in the same price class as this as well. Uh, and so I don't think that there's anybody out there that wouldn't want it. Uh, and so uh, another one in here, Jacob Peterson, uh, what is the 360X's coverage? And, you know, and so, I mean, that kind of really depends on the size of the tank that you have. And one of the things that we are, you know, measuring is trying to get it for, you know, different tank types and whatnot. And I'd say for, you know, your standard LPS, softy, uh, all those kinds of tanks, that it is going to cover a two-foot area. Uh, you know, just one single light. And uh, I, I can tell you that it actually is working in the LPS uh, two-foot cube that's in my office right now. And we use the AP, uh, or the, not AP, we use the uh, A normal A3 360 in it prior, as well as on the softy one. And so, I've replaced it recently with this guy. And so, it is definitely going to be coverage of two feet. You know, for like an SPS tank, I think you're going to probably get down to about 18 inch square or so, you know, uh, and you're probably not going to want, uh, you're probably going to want more of them. And so, you know, one of the things though that we looked at, and I'm going to kind of get at here, is I'll get, you know, touch on that question with two things, you know, in terms of coverage. And, one, they claim that it had 25% more light output, you know, with the A360X over the old uh, A360. And I got to tell you that I don't know what they're talking about or how they're planning on achieving that, but both of these are 90-watt lights. uh, So there isn't, like, 25% more power going to them maybe it's because you can tune it to a very specific spectrum or you know uh, maybe at a certain mounting height or something I didn't find that I found that it's almost the exact same light output as its predecessor which is just fine for me because you know all in all it isn't that much different than the other 90 watt lights uh, that are out there on the market in the same price range so one of the things that we'll say is you know it is less wattage than like you know the A uh, uh, or the XR15 you know which is also a 90 watt light and uh, I'd say it's about 20% less par you know for one of those and versus one of these but uh, the one difference here is if you use a diffuser on the XR15 it's actually the exact same thing so, the difference in average par is like three par uh, throughout the whole thing. If you put the diffuser on the XR15, and with the diffuser, the thing is $450. bucks. they are the exact same price, the exact same coverage almost, the exact same average par. And so, I'd say both of those lights are going to cover the same uh, area or, or around it anyway. Uh, yeah, so what is that par compared to the old 360 there? Uh, the same thing. Yeah, it's, a, it's about the same you know, as the, as the old one, it's just a lot wider spectrum and different color options. And so, you know, one of the things that it has in the different color options is, you know, you still have that same uh, peak, which is the, you know, Kessel Logic, which is the big blue peak in there. It's just uh, a lot wider now and uh, has more uh, specifically of the violet color in there, which is cool visually as well as biologically. But also they added control over the violet spectrum individually, as well as control over a red spectrum and a green spectrum, which, you know, the red one is a little debatable, but it definitely adds a ton of color pop. Uh, Specifically, I mean, you can see it in the Antheus fish in there, like, really fast, man. They just, like, all of a sudden start to glow when you start to turn those things on. So it happens in the corals as well. Uh, But, you know, that's one of the things that they've added there. All right. Uh, let's see. I finally bought a PAR meter, and do you have any thoughts on how I can record all the PAR in different locations at tank based on times of the day? Well, I, I guess for me, man, I, I would probably try not i try to pick a lot time of the day i don't see a lot of value in super super long ramp time so i just pick a time of the day and usually what i do is i take a picture of the reef or the tank and uh, print it out and then just start writing the numbers on there make my adjustments uh, write the numbers on there again until i get what i want so one of the best things you can do is probably just print it out uh all right and so one of the other things they said about the the A360 here is that it has a wider angle lens, and I got to tell you, it absolutely does have a wider angle lens on it, and so much so that when we tested, I usually tested like six inches, eight inches, twelve inches, you know, different heights to try to find you know where you want to have the uh, mount it, and. Most of the lights out there now, I man, we're just like saying, like, raise them up, raise them up, raise them, raise them up because, you know, they aren't diffused enough and the spectrum isn't blended enough. In this case, uh, I'm going to say mounted six inches off the water. Six and a half is where I measured it. There was no hot spot at all. It covers the entire two foot area. At, this is six inches off the table, man. It was like unbelievable how far it can illuminate this whole tank. It was the best performance of a single little lens like this that I've ever seen or even anything that comes in a similar size form factor. It just totally eliminated hot spots and so this lens in here actually did really, really good and definitely better than the old one. Uh, You can definitely mount this thing closer to the water. Alright, how loud is the fan compared to the AP700 or old 360? I can't even hear it's on so uh i would say i don't really hear the old ones either but uh this is like not even on so uh, i i haven't heard the fan you know activate it must be super super quiet uh how far from the water surface would the a360 actually be to need to get that two foot of coverage and i just covered that uh i would i would mount it about six and a half inches you can, you're gonna be able to see the data on Friday, but it'll probably be between six and a half inches and eight inches, and after that, you're gonna to start to see like a ton of spillover into the room. And actually in the video, you'll probably see, we have it mounted higher in one of the tanks behind me, and uh, you can see the spillover into the room. So, you know, there's a, a little thing in the way in the back of the tank that won't allow us to put it any uh, deeper without cutting the pipe. So I'm probably gonna cut the pipe and, and lower it down. But 6 and a half inches is about as high as you need, which is pretty sweet if you're going to be like inside of a hood or, you know, actually really anywhere, man. Just because from a seated position, you're not going to see the light. It's going to go right into the tank instead of into your face. Uh, you know, the closer you can put it, the better. And one of the things that I'll just say right now, and we talk a lot about, you know, is that whole... You know, spectrum blending thing, you know, and that's kind of like a new topic that, you know, evolved in the last maybe year and a half or, or so uh, that people kind of like overlooked. But, you know, you got a bulb, you know, like a T5 or a halide bulb and, you know, it, it emits a uniform spectrum. The LEDs themselves, though, are all tiny little guys with a very, you know, narrow band spectrums. Visually, if I shine it on something, it, it looks like it is a specific color that is mixed pretty well. But that's because like in air, you know, they're shooting out like all these little cones of light coming from, a, you, know, you know, the same vicinity. When they all hit the same area, you know, it looks pretty well blended. But in a reef tank, it's very different, you know, because all those lights are hitting the surface of the water. And the water is acting like a lens and is shooting all of those colors all over the place and so i mean visually you can see it with the naked eye that the spectrum is not blended at all and there's green and red and blue and stuff shooting all over we call it disco ball effect but even more so i can take a spectrometer and measure underneath the glass after you get some surface agitation and from one minute to the second or one second to the next man it's the wild west and like the spectrum is just going all over the place and there is no stable cohesive spectrum at all because it's really really difficult to blend all of those individual LEDs into one cohesive spectrum and like you know some people may decide like they don't care or or not i, I don't know but like basically you just got to go throw out spectrum then and say spectrum doesn't matter if it's just going to be wild west and it's going to be shooting the tank all all different ways and that just isn't the case because we all know spectrum actually matters and it matches down to like 10 nanometers one way or the other major 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 efficiency differences in mixes and if you're like blasting it with green or red man like absolutely expect bad things to happen so with this guy and i should say that that with most of those uh uh, leds that's why we're mounting them you know two feet 18 inches off of the top of the tank now try to help blend that even better sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but with this guy you can see that they put all of the individual leds under a single lens and so you know we measured it with the spectrometer in air and made sure that you know Uh, functionally the thing is engineered to be able to you know blend them all and then we measured it underwater again with some surface agitation measured under the tank and the thing is near perfect I would call it as perfect as I've ever seen with anything that doesn't have a diffuser super strong diffuser shield like Even the uh, uh, Radeon one isn't as good as the Phillips one. The Phillips one was probably the best I've seen, but this thing is so, 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 so subtle uh, and difference in in spectrum. And that means that I don't have to worry about putting it up so high. I can put this thing six and a half inches off the surface of the water and uh, it is going to disperse the light, not just the even intensity, but the spectrum is blended, and all the little individual photons from all of the different spectrum peaks are going to be blended and hit all the corals uh, uniformly. All right. So, hi Ryan. If I do uh, the forty-eight-inch Aquatic Light T5 hi- LED hybrid fixture, and I do two three A three hundred and sixty X kessels, will I minimize the shadowing uh, on a ninety-gallon mixed reef I'm setting up? Uh, and I'll call that. An awesome, awesome, awesome install. In fact, one of my favorites these days. So, you know, the, the mix of those two things. This has got to be one of the best shimmers out there. A, because you don't see all the little red and green and blue lights shooting all over. It's uh, much more uniform. But because it is still one single light, it is a harsher, you know, of uh, It's the best of the LED onlys out there, but it is a little harsher, uh, but doesn't have all the stat- TV stack or disco effect. But once you mute it or with the T5s on the side and it just looks super, super awesome in the tank. I would call it maybe the best option uh, visually in the tank that I've seen. And so if you had a 90 gallon tank with two of these guys on it and two rows of uh, T5s on each side with that aquatic life, you could keep anything you want. Uh, So I don't don't think you're limited by anything Uh, and visually I can put in the fill light from the T5s. This guy, I can adjust the color, uh, you know, I got the shimmer, the tank comes to life. I just say that that you would absolutely, absolutely be happy with that install. All right, Uh, the 360X has that wide spectrum at the middle color selection, or is that just the full blue? so the 360x has a much wider violet to blue spectrum and one of the things that i'll note is that it also has it's like one of the only options out there that has an actual 380 near uv peak a lot of uh the uh lights out there say that yeah we have uv i don't even i think it's just some of it's just a lie uh it just isn't true and they even may have a channel for it but like even at 380, it's called near UV, not real UV, but there's one of the only lights out there where you'll see a little peak out there. I think the Orphic has it, but almost all the other high end options, I haven't seen it in certainly not many of the low end options. So this one actually has that low uh, 380 UV peak, has the violet, has the blue and the light blue, but now what they've added in is green, and green uh, gives like the visual representation of uh, brightness to the eye. And, you know, red, you know, when you add the red in, you know, may, there might be some kind of photosynthetic benefit or even limiting factor from it, but, you know, what it does do is add, so combined with the blue, it gives the tank like a purple look, you know, and so it adds a visual appeal for sure as well. Uh, is the 360 good enough to replace a, a Radeon? I kind of answered that earlier. And, I mean, these things are like almost the same price, you know, and so, uh, you know, a Radeon XR15 with a diffuser and this thing are going to perform almost the same. In our test, you can read the, you know, the par charts if you want and compare them. They're really, really, really similar. And don't be surprised by it because they're both 90 watt lights, you know. And then if you want to, uh, you know, look at like an XR30, well, you know, price point wise, it would be, you know, two of these guys. But in this case, you have the ability to kind of move them wherever you want instead of being tied down. So you know, I mean, some people have asked me, you know, over and over again whether or not, like, I would prefer to have, you know, all of these on the new uh, XXL 750, uh, lobby tank or the hybrid tank, or have those diffused uh, radions. I mean, and I think I give you a different answer uh, every day just because they both have, you know, different advantages uh, to each one. Uh, man I don't know man like you're talking uh, great versus great you know those are the two best options not only from a spectrum wise but once you diffuse the the radions man like they look awesome in the tank it's a nice soft uh, muted shimmer in the tank and like the spectrum blending is good uh, the coverage is almost the same you know again don't be surprised because they're both 90 watt ish lights uh, especially after you put that diffuser on the bottom if you want more PAR and you don't care about the diffuser, the XR15 is going to produce probably 20% more PAR than one of these guys, you know. But that's also kind of depending on, you know, the setting because the setting I put this thing on it, at uh, 20 color or whatnot is different than the AB plus setting on the Radeon so like it isn't really apples for apples so, you know, maybe they're in the same, same ballpark but like I mean, if I was going to bet on something, I'd say the Radeon's slightly higher par. But, you know, that's one of the things, man, that I, I really get into a lot is par is literally the easiest thing in the entire tank to get right at this point, you know? Like, we kind of went total par wars, you know, with marketing, you know, all the manufacturers like, you know, my has, my light has more power than the next one. And what we really ended up with was like, you know, these lights that, you know, in a two-foot area are putting in the center, man, like, you know, 800 to 1,000 par. You know, and like a lot of us internally call that uh, par wars or whatnot. And great, man, it sold a lot of lights because everybody wanted more horsepower, but it also just killed tons of corals. So, like, the corals don't want a thousand par, you know. And maybe you could train them to be that way, and there might be some benefit with, uh, you know, a certain species or whatnot. But, like, that is not the general range we want to be in. And again, if you've watched uh, other stuff we've done, even with SPS corals, like the team over at Worldwide, all of our research here, you know, puts us into a pocket of about 150 to 350 for SPS corals, which are considered the, you know, the highest par so like for me man like getting the highest par out of it is is possible is uh, actually unwanted and uh, creates hot spots and issues and b really uh, is the easiest possible thing to do in there what's hard to do is to get that light distributed out evenly and what's hard to do is to get all of those spectrums blended together into something cohesive so not only is it good for the biology of the coral but like I don't have to look at like uh, you know a seizure going on in my tank when I walk up to it and there's just you know little specks shooting all over the place and I-, I think we're beyond that now. Like there's so many options out there for technology to not have to look at a tank that is you know just scattered lights and disco ball effects and uh, you know t- static TV effects. Like uh, you know once you see a tank that doesn't have that. Uh, there's no going back man like you've seen it you know what good looks like now like uh, that's what I want I I would really hope and the the next generation of all these lights just like eliminates that because there's just no reason for any of us to have to uh, look at that at this point there's solutions for it all right what else we got here how much red or green do you recommend so uh, you know, for me, I'm setting it at about twenty. I'm a little fearful about red, just because I've, I've read uh, uh, like you know studies, and I can't tell you that like they're for sure true or not. But you know that red actually stunts growth. You know, and one of the theories is maybe the coral can you because know, the water filters red out you know in the ocean, and so the more red that the coral is receiving. You know, theoretically, the coral can like identify how close it is to uh, the surface of the water or it can identify like, you know, at what point of the day the sun is, you know, and uh, the more red gets through and actually shuts down photosynthesis. Now, this is all like conjecture and theory, but uh, if you Google it, man, there's people have done similar studies like that uh, and they believe that for sure. So for me, uh, I'll add the red in, but, like, in real small amounts. I think WWC does the red portion for, you know, uh, high-par portion of the day and then doesn't do it for the lower-par portion of the day. And the green, for me, I just don't turn on. Uh, So, like, visually I don't need it, and it's largely for, you know, uh, I believe anyway, largely just for, you know, visual representation. It isn't in a range where a whole lot of, uh, you know, a metabolic function is going to be benefited from green. So, uh, you know, you can use it. I wouldn't crank it up probably just because it would be abnormal. All right. Uh, what color of light causes green hair algae, and is there any benefit to having some green hair algae on live rocks? I would call there no benefit to having green hair algae in my tank at all. Uh, you know, maybe it's sucking up nutrients or whatnot, but nobody wants to see hair algae in their tanks. As far as uh, what color light causes that, I mean, there's a lot of people who kind of thought in the past that like, oh, my bulbs are aging. It's you know, adding the yellow spectrum or something, and that's causing my algae outbreak you know, anecdotally, we all see what we want to see. I got to tell you, I measured a lot of bulbs over time, you know, and simulated, you know, years of use on these things. And they shift just a little bit. But if uh, that tiny bit is enough to cause an algae outbreak, everybody uses LEDs is screwed because uh, they're flipping these switches all over the place. And I just don't think that I just, don't, I just don't think that tiny bit of yellow is going to cause, uh, or what perceived yellow, I guess, is going to cause that. All right. Uh, have you noticed accelerated growth in the 160? You know, I, we added these guys, uh, you know, I don't know, a little bit ago. Uh, and, I mean, definitely the 160 is growing faster, but I think that's largely just because we left it alone. You know, so this tank has ebbed and flowed over the years, and one of the things that where definitely ebbs is when you stop dinking around with it. So when we stop putting new equipment on it, stop changing chemistry, stop changing methods, is where the thing takes off. Every time we change a method, it starts to go down. This time I did change these lights over, but I, I used a, a par meter, you know, to make sure that we were in the exact same ranges as before. So it shouldn't have like a real major uh, difference here uh all right let's see what other questions we got here uh did you guys take the sand out of the 160 yeah so we're in that process you know we're still moving it out i got it out to the point now though that we can crank the pumps up quite a bit but you know we're still scooping the sand out a lot of it's like solidified rock hard in there so you know it's a little harder to get out than other places but yeah i'm getting the sand out for sure all of it all right, uh, so let me answer a few more questions about this thing, man. So, you know, I'm just going to go down the list here real quick and just kind of answer straight up. So Kessel says that uh, you'll get a wider spectrum offering with more color options. hundred uh, percent. You absolutely get a wider spectrum offering uh, with more color uh, options. You know, visually you can see it. I've measured it with a parameter, meter. I would call it as good or better than almost all the other options out in its price class. Uh, it said, they said they got a wider angle lens with 130 degree angles. Uh, and at six and a half inches uh, above a two foot area, coating that whole thing without a major hotspot, I will say they definitely achieved that. And again measured uh, with a par meter against the older one. It absolutely did do that. Uh, better control option. So now you have the uh, 360x uh, spectral controller and so the spectral controller is like the old one except for now you plug it into these k-links which are essentially like usb-c ports uh and uh i will say that that thing is actually absolutely better it gives you moonlight options it dims all the way down to one percent now uh which means you can have you know those moonlights. it looks like it even has like a lunar simulation for you know days uh, uh, to sit and mimic the ocean it, uh, it gives you control over the color. It gives you the uh, of the you know Kessel Logic color. It gives you the control over the individually red, green, and uh, uh, violet spectrum. So I would say it absolutely has better control options. Also, you know you can link them through the K Link. One of the cool things you can do now is create separate groups, even though they're linked together, they don't all have to follow the same thing. So. For instance, if uh, you wanted to put two lights on the ends, uh, and you wanted to be brighter on the ends than in the center, because in the center there's a lot of intersecting light, so artificially higher PAR. If I wanted to compensate for that, I could actually create end groups and you know turn those up higher than the center one. So that's uh, kind of cool. Definitely had higher, uh, better control options. They again, they said 25% more light output. Notice they didn't say PAR, so I don't really know what that means. But we did not see uh, uh, 25% more par, but we did absolutely see around the same as the old one, and they're both 90 watt lights, so I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, there's smarter communication between the lights. There's the lower dimming options for moonlights. And the thing is super, super low profile, you know? And so, I mean, this thing is probably now the smallest 90 watt light out there and coupled with their little uh, uh, a Kessel A-arm, you know, it's like a 90 degree angle that you know clamps on the back of the tank or even screws into the wood in the tank. Uh, the cords go through the cable. So it is now the smallest form factor light that's gonna go on the top of your tank. Uh, all the cords are totally hidden. It looks super, super sharp now. Uh, much, much better than having you know, like the gooseneck and uh, you know, which was pretty wonky looking, especially when you had multiples of them. And uh, you know, I just say, man, I would call this a major upgrade. Like, and I, I don't, I would hope they'd actually just discontinue the old one because I don't know who would not spend the extra fifty bucks to have this one. You know, one of the other things that I mentioned in the video, man, and I just like want to bring this home. I talked about it before, but I just like to keep talking about it because it's super important to me. Is one of the things we review is like intuitive modes on these lights like you know when i turn it on will i have success as a reefer and you know in the past i think a lot of the manufacturers just kind of left us to our own devices they gave us a light and called it a reef light and put the leds in there that would probably grow corals but here's a bunch of switches man go to go to it even though like almost none of you have any idea what proper spectrum for a coral is or how the different spectrums affect biology both in terms of growth and energy production as well as fluorescent pigment uh, production i mean there's just so little knowledge uh, out there you know within the average uh, you know reefers reach that like i just don't really think that that's super helpful to the average reefer just to give them a bunch of switches and like hope for the best Uh, and so like in the past you know the Kessel created what they called that Kessel logic which is create the blue peak that sustains the corals and then turn the knob if you want to add in other colors for you know visual representation but it maintains the blue teak blue blue peak which takes care of the corals in the past i think that kind of felt like maybe uh, you're taking away options from me but I mean, I guess they are. They're taking away the death option. You know, I can't screw this up catastrophically. In the end, man, like, I can plug in the Kessel, and it just produces results. You know, I can tune it. It's not so bright that I can't possibly, you know, uh, burn and overcook everything in the tank. It doesn't create super big hot spots. And the spectrum is aligned around, you know, grown coral. And so for me, I just have like less and less, less tolerance from the manufacturers uh, that are producing these lights. I mean, you're producing them for an application, which is to grow coral, you know, Uh, and like they should come out of the box, like ready to grow coral. And, uh, you know, if that's not the case, man, like I think we fail, you know, we need to make sure that like the, light is capable of doing its application. And if the manufacturer doesn't know how to grow coral with it, how could the average reefer ever possibly hope to figure that out? And so I just really hope that in the future, you know, I don't know if everybody will model like, you know, Kessel logic thing, but like have options in there, man, to like set this thing to grow coral out of the box. It should be set to a spectrum range that will produce results where I don't know anything about spectrum and I don't know anything about really uh, even par. Like at this point, we know enough about these lights that you should absolutely be able to just put in the software and the phone app or whatnot. It says, uh, hey, this is a 120 gallon tank, man. I got two of these over it and I mounted them eight inches high and I'm going to grow SPS. The thing should be able to just set itself you know, especially with really standard sized tanks, you know, maybe not every oddball thing out there, but you know, that would really be the goal to me is to, you know, help people be successful with these things out of the box. And for me, like that is one of the things that like, I really liked about this. And I'll just straight up say like, there's a lot of people, you know, ask me like why I'm such a Kessel fan. And, you know, It isn't the highest par option out there. You know, it doesn't have the fanciest phone app, doesn't like do those things. But what it does do is it just grows coral. Like, so I just like hooked the thing up, man. There is two knobs on it and uh, you know, it just, is super, super easy. It's really, really hard to screw up. And so, you know, the only difference here is how many that I need. And I think in the past, you know, people kind of like, you know, thought this is supposed to be the same as, uh, you know, a two puck lighting option or something like that. And it just isn't. But if you got two of them and it's about the same price as one of those two puck options, uh, it is absolutely very close to that. And so, you know, for me, uh, that is what it is. And also beyond that, I want the thing to look nice in my tank. End of story. Like I didn't buy this tank to set it up so I could have just grow corals and uh, that was it. I need... It's a display tank. It's in my home, it's in my office. It needs to look nice, as nice as I can possibly make it. And so, you know, having a disco and colors and stuff shooting all over the place just isn't an acceptable option to me. And so that's another reason that I like it. But at the end of the day, it looks good in the tank uh, and it produces results. So like, what else could you ask for? Let's see if we got any other questions here. AI Prime versus Kessel. what should I buy for a 10 gallon? Ah, man. I. well i mean it's 10 gallons it's pretty small so uh i don't know man i'd probably go with the prime i guess but i can't tell you for sure i mean like if i had endless amount of money to spend i'd probably go with the a360 uh on that thing but if i didn't i'd probably go with the prime all right what other questions we got do you recommend going with a Kessel AP700 or spend the extra hundred bucks for two a 360? Uh, I will tell you for sure, absolutely. Uh, I would go with two Kessel a 360 uh, uh, x's and the reason is is because I, I'm not you know cornered into having them spaced exactly like this. I can space them any way I want. I can turn them the other direction if I want. I can you know really future proof it with uh, this design and I'm not pinned into the spacing on the 700. I also honestly don't like the wireless connection on the 700. Uh, It works fine when you got one of them, less so when I'm trying to daisy chain all of them together. And you know, that's just kind of been my experience in general with all the phone apps and stuff is, it works really great on one. And then when I start trying to daisy chain tons of them together on all the LEDs really, it gets wonkier and wonkier and wonkier. and, And like it just spends time fighting with the lights. And like, so in this case, I don't even really want wireless, uh, you know, especially if I can hide the cord. What's the point of wireless at, at that point? It's just cool. I'd prefer to have the little spectral controller thing where I can walk up, hit the buttons, and put it back, and know I'm done, and never have to worry about whether or not it's connected or, or not. And so, you know, on the AP 700, a the spectrum on this thing is better, the spacing is better, uh, the distribution of light m- might be better. I, I, I'm not sure about that one. But uh, also I have the option of manual control over it. And so to me, uh, that I'd prefer that. And maybe I'm the uh, oddball one in the room. They would prefer manual control over fun phone app. But you know really the phone apps and all that kind of stuff, like this isn't a toy. I'm not here you, know, trying to you know, create lightning storms and all kinds of stuff and you know do all kinds of wonky stuff and play with it a- every week i am trying to provide life support for an organism that relies on me to provide you know stable energy source for it and so like you know it doesn't really matter what i use i'm probably only going to use it once i'm going to use my power meter and i'm going to set this thing up to the range that i want it tune the color and everything get it right and then the best results i could possibly get will be from leaving it alone not twinking with it all over the place and you know changing it all the time and, you know, it used to be that the par meter component of it is why you know, a lot of people are probably tweaking it all the time, and so they didn't really know and they were just kind of trying to watch it. But now that we're renting par meters for 50 bucks or even 40 for the cheaper one, like, you know, you going to spend this much on your reef tank and you're going to spend a fortune on corals, like one mortality, and you're going to regret that you didn't, you know, rent the meter. So you know. Rent the meter, set them up right once, and then let it go. Uh, you know, just move on. Lighting won't be your problem ever again. You know, you now know that you've handled it properly. All right, what else we got? Uh, when you test the PAR readings on the X A three 360 x were you running the intensity at 100? Yeah, so that's one of the things about testing, like really any light, is it's not apples for apples. So we ran it at 100% intensity, 20% color uh, at 20%, or, yeah, 20% color, 20% uh, red, zero green, and 100% violet, and that's just based on Randy and I looking at it and saying, "This is how I would run this tank." You know, if I were to use this light, this is how uh, I'd run it. And it wasn't just visual; we also measured it with the uh, spectrometer. You know, trying to emulate programs that we thought you know are the most successful out there already, and uh, yeah, so that was how we ran it. But really, you know, that's like one of the things you get out there on a lot of lights and they'll show you, like, super impressive par numbers. But it's like with all channels turned 100 percent, like, nobody runs their lights that way. And so, you know, if I start turning them down to run a, you know, more normal uh, tank, like, it's, you know, two-thirds of that or, or maybe even half. And so there's a little bit of uh, leeway in some of this in the fact that you need to consider, you know, not just what the light is fully capable 100% but if nobody'd run it that way then it's not useful and that's why like with the radions and stuff we usually test it using the AB plus program rather than all of them turned at 100%. All right. Uh, Orphic has a app, uh acclimation growth growth plus color frags but the app and gateway is a little annoying, outdated and not as cool as the other apps. Aaron, hey, uh, you're absolutely right, man. Like I really like that Orphic light, Uh, you know, it isn't perfect on on every front, but the spectrum's super wide. Uh, It's the only one out there that like in its, uh, by its design, you know, uh, blankets the entire tank with light. I like to say, if it ain't T5s, it should behave like T5s. This light nails that 100%. But the way that they're, you know, using the control on it, which is, you know, having the light, you know, Connect to, a, you know, like an Internet of Things box or a gateway or whatever is not my favorite solution and a little bit wonky. But again, man, like, does it really even matter? You just got to get it up, set up once and then leave it alone. Uh, you know, it's not designed to be toyed with and, and tweaked all the time you know, and the best results will be from leaving it alone. So, I don't know, you know. Uh, My only complaint about the Orphic, I guess, is like any other design that isn't uh, diffused, uh, you can definitely see uh, like a disco ball effect, but I mean, I don't wanna hate on them because it's every single light out there that isn't diffused or doesn't put all the LEDs under a single lens. Uh, All the rest of them are gonna have a pretty significant disco effect. Uh, And they're not going to blend the spectrums as well as well. So, you know, the one thing about the Orphic is it's designed, you know, to be pretty high off the tank, like 20 inches or so or 18 or something like that. And so because of that, you know, the spectrum tends to be blended a little better and the disco is also a little better. But when you get those lights that are designed to be 8 inches off there and they have, like, you know, exposed LEDs with their own individual lenses, I mean, you can see it shooting all over the place. All right. Uh, I know you mentioned in a previous video that you would talk to the manufacturers, specifically Radeon, and see if they would provide diffusers for all their lights. Any update on that? Uh, I mean, I don't see that happening, man. So, yeah, I would love to see, you know, them just include the diffusers, especially on their, like, you know, Cadillac of products. Uh, you know, that's definitely, you know, pitched as, you know, an attempt to be the best light out there. And I think, you know, coupled with that, uh, uh, with the diffuser, I I would say this one and that one are like interchangeable. They're both super awesome, and you might like one slightly better than another. It would be a personal preference, but it wouldn't be based on results. You know, both of them are going to produce the same results. Uh, there'll be a little, you know. Do I want to buy a reef link and control it? Am I okay with bringing my computer to the, you know, uh, to the lights to control them? Uh, in this case, am I okay with buying a spectral controller? Am I okay with the knobs and just a timer? You know, it's like there's just uh, you know a few handful of different things between them, but they're both pretty awesome. So uh, I don't see them uh, adding the diffuser uh, uh, by default uh, anytime in the near future, but. Like, you know, Radeon Gen 5 or whatever they're on at this point, like, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if that is the next generation of lights is, I mean, like, I wouldn't be surprised if all of them at at this point, man, like, doesn't start to make a diffused option because it's undeniably visually better and biologically almost certainly better not required i mean you can absolutely have success with less than perfect uh, uh, spectral blending but like i anybody who actually gave this an honest review and looked at it and said well would i prefer the back spectrum be blended or you know you be okay with the corals getting hit with spectral hot spots everyone Everyone would say I would prefer that the spectrum be blended per, or, or really well. So, uh, you know, there isn't anybody. Uh, is the par rental in high demand? Uh, you know what? I, I looked at it yesterday, and we're out of both. So I told them to put some more into the queue. So I don't know. I haven't looked at the actual, you know, uh, you know amount of people, you know, renting them. But, like, they're both out of stock, so I, I assume so. Uh, all right. All right. Uh, what do you think of the Radeon XR15 uh, Pro versus the 360X? Yeah, I just answered that a few different times in this video. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know, man. I have a really hard time saying, you know, one or the other. Visually, this is what I would say, is this guy is going to have a more contrasty image because it's still a single point of, of light, which is uh, a little sharper in the tank. So. In the tank, it's gonna be like a high contrast image. You know, If you think of uh, contrast in like uh, you know, your standard photo or whatever, it means there's some areas that are a little darker than others and brighter than others. And there's little harder edges to where the light uh, begins and ends. Uh, with uh, the diffused uh, Radion, it's a softer shimmer. It's a softer look. Uh, it has less of the hard edges to it. And both of them are going to produce results. You know, looking at it, I think it'd be a personal preference uh, uh, between the two. If I had to pick one, I think I would probably still stay with, especially on the XR uh, or on the XXL 750. I think I'd still stay with the 10 XR15s on there. Just because it looks super super sharp on it and I'm, I'm really happy with it the mounting option hides all the cords and, and whatnot the one thing i will say about this one uh, above all others is just how crazy low profile it, it really is on, on the tank and you know that you know a series arm that comes out you know hides all the cords and like i just hate cords uh, seeing them anyway if you can't see them i don't care but like i just Hate seeing cords coming out of the tank, and so you know the fact that it's just this tiny little puck that is on the end of an arm that's adjustable in and out. The mounting option for this guy is, is really really slick, and it just is really easy to implement. I don't have to hang anything from the ceiling, and I, I don't got big gigantic bars crossing the whole tank or whatnot. So uh, you know, especially if I was only going to do one row, I, I might actually do this. With two rows. There's a lot of chords that are involved with trying to get all these linked up, so I, I don't know. Uh, I got to tell you though, in here, coupled with the T5s, is probably my favorite. So if I had, you know, my Druthers and I could pick anything that I want in the universe, it will definitely be these coupled with T5s inside a hood like this one. Uh, Second best would be probably this, coupled inside of the aquatic life uh, hybrid. The T5s in that design, like, aren't the most efficient uh, possible application. The reflectors and stuff aren't perfect. There isn't like active cooling or anything, but like, uh, it's adequate. You know, for you know its intended use. Looks super sharp in the tank, and you know just coats the tank in in a blanket of light that's scattered hits the coral from all kinds of directions and just wraps the coral in light uh like it should uh performance wise absolutely one of the best all right we got about 12 minutes left here so what combination of t5 balls would you recommend in addition to the a360x's and so this is generally what i do is I use the A, the uh, ATI Blue Plus bulb as the staple. You know, this is the you know Spectrum Peak that has produced results for I can't even think of how many tens of thousands of reefers out there, if not more. Uh, it absolutely undoubtedly produces results so I go all blue pluses and then I use these guys to adjust the color uh and so uh it's a, just a little different approach uh alternatively you could use a, you know different bulbs and then you know add more blue in with these I just kind of go in reverse just because I think the ATI blue plus bulb is like the you know staple of reefing so all right uh Brent Loves' his A360X. All right. You must have been one of the first ones in. Uh, uh, my issue is what about taller tanks? All right. That's a good question. Uh, yeah. So this guy's lens is super, super, super wide. And so, like, if I were to, you know, hit a tank that's at 30 inches, I still don't think a problem. I think it's just a matter of how many you use and how you configure them. I mean, and really probably even deeper than that, but, you know, once you start getting like three feet deep, which is a pretty rare tank, I mean, there, there aren't that many people going three feet deep, because frankly, like at that point, like you're crawling in to, you know, do your maintenance and whatnot, uh, you're going to get scuba gear on, uh, because most people's arms aren't deep enough, A, three feet to get to the bottom in the front, much less in the back as well, now you got tools and whatnot. But really, man, it isn't a, a, so much about, you know, like punch or penetration getting to the bottom. It's, you know, about having a lot of the lights that intersect and create that blanket of light. And so once they all start to intersect from uh, multiple angles, it'll actually penetrate and be pretty high. It's not like they, uh, the photons kind of poof or whatnot. So it's just the amount as they just spread out. And that's why towards the bottom it tends to get dimmer but if I got four of them and they're all intersecting here, it actually won't be that dim. So, you know, it really kind of depends on the size and shape of the tank. If I were to go, you know, if I wanted to light a tank without that many, I, I guess I'd probably look at, you know, maybe the Orphic, man, that thing's pretty, can be pretty bright, especially at max settings. So I might, I might consider about that one. Uh, Okay, not sure if this has been answered yet. Will the A360X grow SPS? Ah, you know, so this is a good one. Uh, And so uh, we measured it in the two-foot cube, you know, but really two-foot cube is kind of bigger than these these 90-watt lights this one or really any other 90-watt light is uh, intended to be used on. Uh, and so what we do is go look at a, you know, a four foot 120, which is like, you know, probably one of the more common SPS tanks out there. And this is what I found. Uh, if you use two of them, it's probably ideal for like 80% of you out there that are running mixed tanks, which are going to have softies and polyps and LPS and whatever. And then just a handful of well-placed SPS up near the top right either up near the top underneath the lights or a little bit lower but where the inner the two lights intersect and create higher par. Uh and then if you use three of these lights on a four foot 120 that's where i would call it like a true probably mixed tank because uh, there's a lot more areas now that are in that 150 to 350 range and a lot more of them are above the 200 you know in the middle of the tank and whatnot and you know You don't want the whole thing to be super high par in a mixed tank because you're mixing corals that are known to be at 40 feet deep in the ocean with corals that are 10 feet deep. You know, you do need, I would definitely call three of these a super awesome solution for a SPS mixed tank. And then if I'm gonna go SPS only, uh, four of them you know did super super awesome job at creating that 150 to 350 in the entire tank and in that case most of the tank was actually in the like 200 to 350 range uh, 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 higher range right in the very very top you know is actually about 400 so uh, you know four of these which again like I mean you might say oh, I don't want four but like it's no different than buying you know two uh, you know normal lights or not normal two other lights that may have two pucks in it or four pucks or whatnot it's just that we were able to space them out and get better distribution out of it and you know for roughly the same cost so uh four of them i think would be an ideal solution for most uh sps reef tank you know owners desires uh, definitely uh, you can watch all of the and you know, we did it at six and a half inches and at eight and at this point You know, once you start having intersecting light, I actually liked raising it up to eight better. It got a little bit better distribution. Uh, But, like, once you see the par numbers, they speak for themselves, you know. Uh, And, you know, uh, people like different ranges, but we'll say here 150 to 350. That's what WWC does, 150 to 350. And if you look at, like, all of their tanks and say... Oh, well, I want to improve on that. Well, then feel free. But if you look at those and say, oh, man, that's the dream, uh, well, then 150 to 350 is your goal. Uh, and so you're absolutely going to be able to achieve that uh, with uh, four of these. And for a mixed tank, uh, three of these and a, you know, mostly softy LPS uh, tank with a couple of well-placed uh, SPS tank uh, corals, uh, just two of them, actually. All right. Uh do you think the two three sixty X's can compete compete with lights like the Orphic Atlantic G four, Ecotech Radeon G four? It just seems like two at nine hundred bucks is just way too expensive for what you get. Okay, so like I know it's 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 kinda hard to think about this, but the Ecotech Radeon G four, eight hundred bucks. This guy, two of them, nine hundred bucks you know uh and like it's actually the g4 once you uh need to put the diffuser on the bottom it's the exact same price so uh only difference is is i'm locked down i can't really you know move those these ones i can move uh and you know so it's almost the exact same price and like they are to me uh a, just a personal preference between the two both of those things will produce super super awesome results and i think interchangeable if you look at the Orphic man the Orphic is just a totally totally different light and so the Orphic you know is a big big panel of light man and it will absolutely coat the tank in a blanket of light that no puck or pinpoint light is going to be able to do unless you just have a ton of grid of them and like it's way way more expensive to get a grid of pucks than it is to get one of them big panels Uh, You know, two of those panels, like I would say, would do a 120, like, with perfection. You know, Uh, whereas, you know, two, uh, you know, XR30s, I would say would be adequate. It just wouldn't be perfection. There's no way that four little pucks is gonna simulate, you know, covering the entire tank with light. Now, the problem is, is uh, everything there's give and take, you know, so with the Orphic, uh, currently anyway, is you know you're not going to have really solid spectrum blending and you're going to be able to see it there's going to be a disco ball effect in the tank not uh, worse than anything else but it's there Uh, in fact they call it a little bit better than some other options when it's mounted high but like the spectrum blending won't be as good they're going to tell you for sure you need to mount these things you know 20 inches off the tank they're designed to be that way so uh you know for what you get uh, I I think that's kind of like almost a, somewhat just a mentality thing, you know? Like, uh, is it because it's small or whatnot? Because all you need to do is go look at the charts, look at the charts and what it's able to produce and just weigh it against the costs of it. And again, for me, PAR is the easiest, easiest, easiest thing to produce with the light. Like the PAR is not an issue. The things that get really hard is wide distribution of light and blending all the individual led spectrums into one cohesive spectrum is hard Uh, cranking up uh, gluing a bunch of leds to a board and uh, cranking them up that's the easiest possible thing you know but distributing that light well and again if you look at the uh, part charts that we'll give you on friday you'll see that this guy man does at six and a half inches off a two foot square does it near perfect man Uh, does super 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 awesome distribution of light so uh, especially once you start combining them you know with multiples in a row or a grid or whatnot uh, you'll see the intersection of the light will create you know the blanket of light you're looking for Uh, but that Orphic you know one of the things I wish Orphic would do is honestly create a diffused version of the light and uh, if they did it would probably be somewhat similar to the uh, Philips light which is a you know a big grid of uh, 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 LEDs and then diffused underneath that frosted piece of glass you know and if Philips would bring one here that's not in 220 and isn't in an industrial warehouse uh, form factor Uh, It needs to be plugged into your computer to work. Uh, It'd probably be super, super, super successful, you know, but they're a little far ways away from that. All right. Uh, I got a couple more minutes here uh somebody asked here again is it apex ready it is not apex ready yet uh but it may be in the future through the little wi-fi dongle that you can plug in uh which will eventually be a phone app but also probably uh, interact with the internet of things uh, and the apex but currently no and that's a little bit of a flyer we don't know for sure that it will do that uh, uh 360x or h80 for macro lg uh will you start shipping to sweden I'd love to ship overseas. We've been talking about it recently. I always love to do that. Currently, we don't. I personally, I would probably. My, I think for most people, I think the 160 H160 is probably one of the better lights for a refugium, if it's underneath the sand. If it isn't under the stand, I'd go with the H380. Uh, the H80 is pretty pretty dim uh, for how much it costs isn't my favorite option out there to be honest uh, what else you got here uh, we got one more question they call it a day uh, uh, you know what there's one of the Giesemann verb up there scroll up to the top there can I retrofit the Aquatif Life hybrid to hold two Giesemann verbs if so how would I Man, that would be a tough, uh, tough one because uh, the the are pretty big. But I mean, you could probably just try to bridge the gap there. Uh, like, there's nothing really to screw in. That would be a pretty solid DIY solution. I don't know, let's get one more anyway. Uh, scroll down to the bottom. Uh, I just hooked up my Aquatic Life Hybrid and Diffused Radeon XR15 over my two foot cube. It looked amazing. Love it, got it all from BRS uh, over the Thanksgiving sales. Oh, awesome, man. Yeah, dude, so yeah, I think that Aquatic Life Hybrid has been like one of the most popular additions, specifically because so many people already own some LED or another out, out there. And like it's becoming like just so, so, so obvious that like we're not going to get, you know, difficult to shadow even dispersed light that comes from multiple angles and wraps a coral in light with a pinpoint of light this big, you know, with a puck that big or a little lens that big. It just ain't going to happen, man. It's going to spread out good, but like soon as anything grows in shadows. And so one of the things, uh, you know, I actually heard this the other day, man, it really kind of bothered me is, uh, you know, somebody said, you know, the difference really here is like, I can have a successful tank when the frags are, you know, just tiny and they're this big, and it really doesn't matter what my light looks like because it's really not enough to shadow anything. It's when they get big is when they start to die off and have mortality from, you know, shadowing themselves, shadowing their neighbors, uh, aquascape shadowing them, and whatnot. And so it's when they get big when this really matters. And like, I guess you could like wait until they're getting bigger to add light, but really better to have a stable you know environment from the beginning for this thing to thrive in. Uh, and somebody chimed in and said, like, it really doesn't matter, man. You they'll die by the time they get that big, and uh, you know, just have to buy new ones anyway. And it's like, man, I wish you could see the you know flaw in your logic is the you didn't buy the right lights and implement them properly to achieve the organism's needs so they died and you had to just keep replacing these corals over and over again rather than provide you know adequate you know lighting for the biology needs of the organism and just like just a total 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 miss uh, on that and like so Big, big, big deal, man. And that's, I think, why that uh, aquatic life thing is just so easy to take the light air you already own and for a couple hundred bucks, man, fill in all the light and call it a day, man. It looks like the best of both worlds and why so, so many people are are doing that now. All right, so I'm gonna wrap it up, uh, give you just a little heads up again. Uh, This Friday is the full rundown of the A360X in the full Investigates format where you know rather than giving you like a bunch of bullet points up the side of a box man like we're diving in it. i'm testing it where you know i mean i bet we tested it's got to be 600 par points or you know meters we're making you listen to every last one of them we're averaging them and stuff they're there for you to look at but uh like we're getting into all the data we're measuring the spectrum we are You know, using a spectrometer, we're using tools, we're sharing that data with you, sharing how to use to achieve results with it, and what to expect, and really trying to get to the point that you can use this information to either make the information uh, or decision on what you want to buy for your reef tank, or B, better yet, if you already own this stuff, how to tune it and get actual results out of the thing, man. So uh, that's the full BRS TV Investigates uh, uh, on the lighting. It should come out on Friday the week. After that is uh, Christmas week, and Dave is out of town, so uh, he's my editor, and uh, so we probably won't have a new video. Maybe we'll do a little impromptu live or something uh, during that period of time, but like, uh, I'll probably be a couple weeks before you see me, and hopefully then we'll be able to release the uh, major, minor, and trace element video on the uh, uh, hybrid series from uh, WWC and BRS uh, and that XXL 750. So I will see you then. Have a good weekend, everybody. Peace.